Hello everyone and welcome to our segment or episode on ethics. So, we might know already about a background on philosophies and we already took up logic one or philosophy one prior to this. And I think ethics is already philosophy two. Uh, some of you already had an introduction to philosophy before my class. So, basically, by the way, for those who are not part of my class and who are just here by accident and trying to listen to this discussion, welcome for my students, so welcome also. So, by the way, this is a guided discussion. So, I have provided you, my students, a PowerPoint or a PDF discussing about my discussion for... Uh, illustrating my discussions for today. So I want you to take that out and skim through it while I'm discussing. That will be your guide for this whole discussion. Anyway, this is just a brief overview and at the same time review of what we learned about philosophy. So we will be talking a lot about this week. So we will be discussing heavily next week. So this one will just be a refresher course. So everybody, so I want you to get ready for listening so sit back get some popcorn or whatever I don't really know what's your dig and podcasts so just find the most comfortable place you can find in your room or maybe outside and get some headphones and listen so so that you can listen in the best in the best way possible so let's just do a little review on the idea of philosophy especially on its etymology we all know or if you've forgotten, so philosophy comes from two Latin words, so philos and sophia. So, of course, we know that the word philos is, or philo is the word for love. Yeah, so, if you don't know it, so I try to uh, use some words that have a philia at the end. So, let's say, for example, actually, there's so many. So, so like the opposite of course of philia or philos is and you already know anyway i'm not here to discuss the opposite or the phobias right so i'm here to talk about philosophy and then sophia is of course the meaning for wisdom so in other words philosophy is basically the love for wisdom in its essential definition so to speak so philosophy is the love for wisdom and philosophers are so-called lovers of wisdom by the way when we are discussing philosophy that does not make us philosophers already in essence i'm not even a philosopher because i haven't created a philosophy in my life but rather we could consider ourselves as students of philosophy so being enrolled in a subject does not give you the title of being a philosopher in fact having a degree of philosophy does not already warrant you the the title of philosopher you don't really actually earn it some once you create a new idea that is that is contributed to the study of philosophies you're just eventually called a philosopher you don't you don't get an award you don't uh, you don't take a bar for it or something like that so of course, we all know in our previous knowledge about philosophy that there, is, there are many branches. So we have, for example, logic, metaphysics, epistemology, nostrology, theodicy, cosmology, and of course we have, for our lesson for this semester, ethics. So, 
what is ethics we might ask so when we talk about the word ethical we always think of what is right and what is wrong what is ethical and what is unethical so doing a quick research if ethics is one of the branches of philosophy what are the others again so as i've mentioned before the easiest you can think of is logic the second one is ethics how about the rest i don't know <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, the, the common things that you will always encounter with philosophy are always ethics and logic. Basically, the, the fundamental discussions on philosophy. Well, it's not just the fundamental. Like the, if you want to choose the most fundamental, it is of course logic. Because you can't understand philosophy without logic. And then everything follows. But the most frequent branches of philosophy that we always hear is usually ethics and logic so let's talk about ethics as a discipline so ethics is a philosophical discipline which concerns primarily on the rightness and the wrongness of an action it is thus considered vital to know the importance of rules as guide for order that our knowing of them is requisite of our translation of them in action that ethics and morality are inseparable in relation to the reality of a morally upright man to be upright is ideally and rationally everybody's business. So, in essence, being or studying ethics or ethics as a discipline is trying to understand what makes this action right or what makes this action wrong. And once we consider that right or wrong, what is its outcome towards man? Does it, ma does it make the man or does it make that person good? Or does a man full of good actions really good? Or or whatever so we'll try to go deeper in that subject so for this lesson our objectives for today so we will try to identify the similarities and def differences of ethics and morality and compare moral and non-moral standards and determine the necessary role of ethics in society so basically we will be talking about what makes what makes ethics so important today so ethics is a philosophical discipline in fact it's a it's the, one of the branches of philosophy that provides the principles on the morality of human acts it equips man with theoretical knowledge of the morality of man or sorry the morality of human acts according to babor it is derived from the greek word ethos in english that means custom so now let's talk about ethics and morality. So morality refers to the extent to which an action is right or wrong. So it concerns the recognition of the inherent value of people, both ourselves and the others, a value that is not reducible to how others benefit from us. So basically, the value of that action itself, knowing whether it's right or wrong it is the application of the theories of ethics so when we talk about ethics and morality so basically the when we talk about morality as think of it as the outcome of ethics so whatever you're doing if it's good that's a moral action and it all boils down to ethics so basically ethics is the study and morality is the outcome of it it's also derived from the latin mores or more which also means custom so ethics is custom in greek and morality or mores is custom and in latin 
So you might wonder what is the relevance of customs in doing right and wrong. Well, basically, when we have a, a social structure, we also have, or in other words, when we have a society, that society is built upon a framework of certain principles of what to do and what not to do. And if you do that thing that is considered okay by society, then that is considered as moral or ethical because that is part of the customs in the traditional sense, by the way. And if you don't do what they do normally do or what they do in part of that custom, that is now uncustomary. So whatever it is uncustomary is unpleasant. To a certain extent, it can be considered by other societies as unethical or immoral. Alright, let's continue. So they are to be preferred than other values, including self-interest. For example, honesty is to be preferred than cheating, although cheating can make me graduate. So, of course, we all know that cheating is bad, but of course there are good outcomes that come out from it, especially if you are in a very desperate situation. But of course, it entails on the choice of the person. So the value really also... The value of the actions really should not be coherent with self-interest. They should be separate. So regardless of if it benefits you or not, the actions of the mor or the morality of that action will stay the same. So in connection with morals, the moral standards, stress the importance of universal reason reasonableness as necessary attribute for every rule because what what makes it what makes this trivial if we don't try to set a standard in terms of morality is that it can be relative and we, when we talk about ethics and relativity this is where the discussion gets uh, shaky or very very confusing and I'm not here to impose my ethics on you I'm not here to you're not here to also impose my ethics on me so and I am not here discussing ethics claiming to be the most ethical person in the world, but rather I'm here to simply discuss about ethics. Alright, so let's continue. So, so that's why we have to keep in mind when we really want to have an ethical, uh, if we really want to have an ethical framework of our actions, there has to be a baseline of where we consider what is right and wrong. It cannot be that baseline should not be shifting whenever it finds us convenient or not. So on moral standards, some of them reflect moral standards and some of course do not. So non-compliance with moral standards seriously injures us and non-compliance with them does always endanger immediate and visible oh sorry. And non-compliance with them does always engender immediate and visible harmful effects. Overrules reflecting moral standards whether or not complied have a communitarian dimension and individual responsibility cannot be taken in isolation from social responsibility. So in other words, so basically what we do is really on how or the based on the experience that came to us. So we know that that some that thing is considered as good based on the outcomes of that action. So 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 we use these outcomes to have a, to make a, or to build us a better framework on how to live our lives better, like in a, in a general sense. So we know that fire is bad because, or as fire is a very dangerous substance or thing because it burns us. And of course, it, since it burns us, we cannot give that fire, we cannot uh, shove 
a flaming stick into our neighbors because of course the outcome of being burnt is of course a very negative outcome and if you inflict that outcome towards somebody else that's a very negative thing to do of course so and, and also basically knowing what is right and wrong makes us survive on a daily basis so if we do things that are harmful to ourselves that of course is something unethical because it deteriorates our physiology and also our spirit and also our, our mental state so basically what is ethical is also very substantial for us in order for us to become uh, healthy and living individuals so so that's why societies created certain norms or rules in order to make life uh, not exactly easier but rather a more, how do you call that, uh, cooperative or accommodating. So one of the examples of those norms or rules or customs is what we have as etiquette. So when we talk about etiquette, this, this, these are the standards by which we judge manners to be good or bad, normally dictated by the socio-economic elite so when we talk about etiquette we already think of something that is formal and informal right so how to look properly how to dress or how to suit up properly or how to behave in certain locations or certain venues like that and these are not that the etiquette does not mean direct morality or like ethical or unethical but rather it's the standard set by usually the governing class so that's why when we talk about etiquette it all, all always entails uh, a feeling of status and what is not part of the etiquette is part of the popular group next we have what is legal so of course we know the difference between etiquette and legal of course legal is bound by the government and formulated by the rules as drafted by the, the leaders of that state or the people so this is by which we judge legal actions good or bad especially in a democracy so these good and bad actions are formulated into law and we also have language so by which we judge what is grammatically right or wrong and of course it changes through the course of time so whether you like it or not language will eventually evolve Next, we also have aesthetics, so by which we judge good or bad art by those uh, art consumers or artists themselves. So basically, um, the concept of beauty and taste, what makes this painting so beautiful and what makes this abstract painting so expensive. So that is also a very interesting discussion for future ethics. And also we have athletic. athletic by which we judge how good or bad a game is played usually and this is usually formulated by governing bodies or leaders or people not really very particular to sports but you know it's not the coaches who decide how to score but those people you know those people so that's it for our introduction on the study of ethics so for next week we will be talking about moral issues and moral dilemmas so we simply tried to touch an overview of the discussion since that is part of the material that was given i don't want since it's very short i don't want to discuss quickly all all those things because we will 
discuss them slowly and surely because if I bombard you with one heavy discussion in a week that's gonna be very difficult for some of the students especially those who are trying to balance their internet capabilities and their time in the the real world as well so this is just a brief introduction so you can actually just read the material I've given you and then answer the quiz directly this is it's not that needed to understand the whole introduction so for next week again I will be posting another video or podcast so if you have questions feel free to chat it up on this discord or message me on my email whatever way but don't don't contact me on Facebook all right so thank you everyone for listening and I hope to have you here with me again for the next week's discussion on my podcast so thank you everyone and have a great week or weekend that really depends on what time you are in hello again everyone so welcome back to our continuation of our discussions on ethics I would like to apologize in advance if I can't really talk for a longer duration so it's a good thing for you and actually had a tooth extraction so you might my, my voice might sound different this time because like my gums at the side are a little bit swelling and I can't really talk that much because every time I speak it kind of hurts so I was the tooth extracted from me was for my premolar so it's actually a bit of a challenge every time I speak so I will try as much as possible to make this discussion quick for you guys and it's not really we're not in the complicated part of ethics yet so it's more of a uh, laying the pavement of terminologies or concepts that we should know before going deeper into the study of this field of philosophy so let's make this a little a little quick and interesting at the same time so let's officially start all right so imagine a crossroad so literally a crossroad is like a path where the path is basically forked right so you don't know where to go or wh what to do next so you are you are led to a certain point of decision so metaphorically speaking a crossroad is where you are at a certain point of time where you are simply or like when you're simply at an impasse or like when you are reaching a point where you need to decide on small things or big things that that really depends on the situation but the idea there is that you get to choose and sometimes those choices could mean good and bad so we will be talking about moral issues and moral dilemmas I think you've already heard the word dilemma for like in your life right? we we hear this when it's sort of a it's a problem but it's a different kind of problem because it's a problem that you really don't know or you really have no particular solution for it or another if there's a solution there are 
other ways to go around that solution. So basically, a dilemma is also like a crossroad. So dilemmas are difficult situations in which a human person is caught between choosing one of two goods. It's a clear orientation concerning the complexity of how life is. Still, the value of choices of our experience are influenced by societal experiences or generally those which surround us. Hence, at times, man finds it difficult to assess things which are not actually seemingly only seemingly difficult because of these influence outside of him, which is beyond his control. To make what I said earlier a little bit simple, so it's basically when there is no human that no human that have ever existed that never experienced dilemmas there will always be problems in which the person has to choose either good or bad or both good or which one is better or something or 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 not so these crucial or pivotal times really shows sometimes it really manifests the character of a person basing on the choices that he or she would make so these dilemmas are that's why they're also particularly categorized as, as very trying times because there are factors that needs to be considered as well that are both beyond or within this person's control otherwise if it's a simple yes or no or this or that question it's not a dilemma so a dilemma is more complicated than that there are so many factors to consider variables to 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 view on or to put or put judgment on so that is what we are going to understand a little bit for today so for this podcast discussion we will try to learn about demonstrating or understanding the nature of moral issues and moral dilemmas classify the level of moral dilemmas that is individual level organizational level and systemic level i'm sorry also in advance that i have to pause every now and then because uh, it's really very hard to communicate so moral issues and dilemmas so what's the difference between the two so moral issues are basically uh, experiences or situations which involve involves a person's consideration upon morality or ethics in, in other words this is where the person gets to think whether this action is right or wrong so moral issues like for example stealing or killing someone or or being angry at a certain person for reasons so it becomes a moral dilemma once there is more of a a particular situation that requires or compels the person to do or to commit such moral issue let's say for example stealing so we all know directly no no one can say no to this that stealing is of course a crime in most countries in all countries i think i don't think there's a country that stealing is okay and ethically stealing is immoral but when it becomes a dilemma when other variables start to enter the scenario let's take for example you are a, you're a father of five children and 
you just got fired from your job because your 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 manager was somewhat of a prick to you and then and then he fired you because of certain reasons like for example COVID-19 so he had to to quit his business for a while and it left you unemployed so now weeks later you don't have any more budget to to feed your your children so you are now arriving at a moral issue to find food and the easiest way to find food for you you think or you believe is to steal so that now becomes a dilemma because you are now compelled to do that moral issue that you already know inherently of your of your conscience that stealing is unethical it's immoral it's wrong directly wrong but you are still somewhat compelled to do that action so you are either torn to do it or not so should they commit this good thing but if i if i if i don't steal it then nothing bad will happen to me but if i don't but if i still don't steal it i i'm not sure if i can bring food at the table tonight so if i steal it if i don't get caught i can bring food for my family later at night but if i get caught then it's a zero sum game the dilemma is is that you are compelled to do things that even though you know it's wrong but are is still somewhat necessary is still somewhat right for you right now or it's what you need right now so according to oxford english dictionary so dilemmas or moral dilemmas are situations in which a difficult choice has to be made between two or more alternatives these alternatives can also entail being good and good or bad and bad at both at the same time or good bad at the same time so it doesn't really matter if it's both are good or correct things or both are wrong things so the idea of a dilemma is that the person is having a very difficult time to to choose between two scenarios or two options or two choices that greatly have an ethical gravity especially particularly on the consequences of those actions so according to Bulaong and Kalano moral dilemma is a, is a situation wherein one is torn between choosing one of the two goods or choosing the lesser of two evils we have a moral dilemma when an individual can choose only one from a number of possible actions and there are compelling ethical reasons for the various choices so a quick uh, to make it like moral dilemmas and moral issues are are really uh, somewhat distinct from each other so but there's a thin line describing the difference between both so one thing could be reduced that moral dilemmas are moral issues because one needs to pay much attention and sound decision making to the situation so let's take for example the case of drugs so we all know using illegal drugs is wrong right so but why do people commit drugs so basically the act of doing drugs is a moral issue so it's a moral issue right now that people are constantly doing drugs but it becomes a moral dilemma in a first person's perspective that why should he or she do drugs so so in that case 
the issue is already there part and then it becomes a dilemma once it becomes a, a somewhat of somewhat of a cost-benefit analysis scenario of a person so like oh if I do drugs so I know it's gonna be bad so I might go to jail or I might be ostracized from society but who cares I'm, I'm ostracized from society anyway and I'm depressed so my family hates me so I don't really care about my life anymore so what's there left to lose so basically you're doing a dilemma to 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 choose whether or not to continue on this to start into this different path or find other alternatives so basically you're choosing which one is better for you not necessarily good or ethical for you but which you think is better in your uh, subjective uh, understanding so the issue now of doing drugs has become a dilemma for that person into evaluating what choices should he take next so should he go on with his with his depression but and then finding that or like trying to 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 find or use drugs as the solution for all his problems or should he try other alternatives so basically it's not just a two two choice scenario but rather a broad spectrum of multiple choices so he could he could ask for his family for support well if he thinks that it's not gonna work so he would try to find another thing else so like he would look for psychological counseling in his school or in his office or somewhere f f like finding a, a treatment center or or what or go to his nearest church that really depends on the person so there are many choices that are very crucial to that person's future so sort of so to speak so basically that's it a moral issue is is the action that has an ethical gravity and then it becomes a moral dilemma once that action or that 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 thing that has a moral gravity becomes an experience for that for that person to choose for this or for another choice so there are also various levels of dilemma as i've said mentioned earlier with the example of drugs that's uh, the, an example of an individual level dilemma so in this level so you already know that his or her ethical standards are based on his personal interests which are the result of what is trending in the global and national and regional level so the individual is a victim of what is in 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 vogue in the world of commerce so basically on his experience so there is already a, an, an existing problem of drugs in the society so there is really uh, a, a, a very clear opening to to f go on that choice so to follow on that choice so his actions or his choices are tailored to the interest and the personalities of that certain person and the more fitting these personalities align with that certain choice the, the the higher the chance that that choice will be executed upon that person's dilemma but that's not what we're going to talk about on, on the on the certainty of choices no but we're talking about levels of dilemma so next we also have organizational level so this one is on the ethical standards are embedded in the policies and procedures of the organization so 
think of somewhat a managerial perspective where if you are in a big position you are in a position to make big choices rather so it's also you will be experiencing various forms of dilemma so particularly on organizational level because it is you who have the power or the the authority to create policies to create uh, laws to create standards for a certain workplace or your your community or etc etc so these policies are derived from the influence felt at the systematic level and therefore help the individual to respond to the pressures so in other words the choice of the superior can affect a lot of people as well so for example if he's not keen on 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 doing this or regulating this uh, this action so the chances are so it's easier for other people to to commit that action for example he is not keen on regulating or or trying to figure out and solving the drug problem so the tendency is that that dilemma of of or the, that moral issue of the increase of drug use in that barangay will will certainly persist because it's not one of the priorities of the the people in charge and next we have the systemic level so organizational is of course we know that it's more of a authoritative level so systemic level is also somewhat similar but the difference is that the factors or the thing that could make or decide for choosing the options for the dilemma is not limited to the person in the figure person or the person in charge alone but rather so many factors such as political pressures economic conditions societal attitudes commercial educational cultural regulations all of these factors can influence a certain choice so in other words systemic dilemma is more of a, a situation where yes you can be in authority but there are other factors involved that also uh, somewhat uh, make your decision more more how do you call it i'm lacking words here uh, make your decisions more defined rather than the organizational level it's really up to the person who is in charge to create those decisions while on the systemic level it's mainly on on there is really a very good word i'm looking for but it's at the tip of my tongue so it's mainly on compromising between so many factors that are involved in the dilemma so that's it for this lesson so also for the next lesson which will still be on this week i will be posting it maybe tomorrow because i cannot do it any longer i still have other podcasts to do and my, my gums are really painful so i really hope that the examples i've been i have given are are suitable or sufficient but if you are still confused on the the various dilemmas I could you could hit me up on Discord and ask me questions to clarify those scenarios and I will give you I will try to chat and type and give you more explanations to deepen our understanding about this lesson. All right so again thank you everyone for listening. So I hope you really learned something from my discussion and don't forget to do your activities and if it gets harder for you guys so don't be afraid to to hit me up and uh, 
express your concerns or your struggles. So we will also try to find a compromise because it's not just my dilemma, so it's also your dilemma as well. So we could share that dilemma and make the burden or the choices easier. So instead of like skipping your chores regarding schoolwork because you don't like to do it anymore, how about talking with me instead and we can try to find ways to make it easier for you that also is also uh, applicable for my for my grading purposes as well so again don't be afraid to hit me up because I'm very well present to listen so thank you everyone see you on the next lesson Okay, so welcome back to our discussions on the good and the bad and why we label them as such. Or in other words, we are talking about ethics. So for today, we will be talking about a new discussion, particularly on freedom, on the idea of freedom. Or when are we free or when can we consider ourselves free or what makes our actions or what makes the actions that we do considerably free or not. So last time we talked about uh, moral issues and moral dilemmas. We try to differentiate those two things and we already had a good perspective about that. So when we talk about issues or moral issues, anything that has some ethical bearing surrounding it. So it could be something personal to something in a societal level. And it becomes a dilemma once a choice has to be made personally by you or depending on what level of dilemmas are you are you focusing or trying to focus on so again i would like to apologize to everyone in advance if i can't really talk for longer because my actually my gums are getting it's not getting worse every day but it's still it's still very difficult to speak at these certain periods of time and there are some words that i can't really pronounce properly especially when those words i need to with the words that i need to use my lips to enunciate very well so there might be some words that you might get confused so you can take a note on those things that i've said and you can ask them you can ask those questions to me soon so for this lesson's objectives we will talk about the following so we will understand the basic concepts of freedom according to St. Augustine. We will also evaluate whether they, they, they use their freedom or whether the use of freedom is so also, also in relation to responsibility. So one of the, uh, the figures that we'll be talking about today is from the Catholic Church itself, which is one of the big doctors of the Catholic Church, that is St. Augustine. So, the, the idea of freedom, according to Augustine, is actually very interesting. Yeah, well, but before we go, go into this definition of freedom, so, so the nature of man, according to St. Augustine, is actually pretty interesting as well. So, according to him, human beings have the ability to choose, but this ability is impaired by our fallen nature. So, meaning... We have the freedom, but then somehow we have limits to our our nature inherently. So, because of our fallen nature, we 
our freedom is somewhat uh, limited or construed or somehow uh, mis- uh, misunderstood to a certain extent like that. So he argues that our fallen nature has the tendency to choose the lesser goods over the highest good. So our fallen nature's tendency to choose the lesser good over the highest good is mainly caused by our misguided desire. So this is this is this is very interesting because so we might think that our desires or going or diving into our desires is actually part of our freedom. Like you might say that's my freedom to 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 engage into drugs. I'm I I want to experience this. That's part of my freedom. Peer pressure. I I, I decided to join this group and then it was mainly a peer pressure but the freedom was still on me well saint augustine would argue that it's not entirely the case because you are not free in a sense that your actions are not uh somewhat voluntarily completely to you or like there you you may argue about so like it destroys the concept of consent or like but no that's not that's not the point here what According to Augustine, our freedom is somewhat influenced or somewhat uh, will all will constantly be how do you call that uh, influenced or be manipulated by our desire. So our desires is somewhat a constant struggle with ourselves that we need to constantly check on it every day. So many times we desire lesser goods because we do not see and understand the importance of higher and more important goods. So, uh, a good distinction between the lesser goods and the higher goods, if you're confused, well, basically the lesser goods are those goods or the things that are sensual or like the de- desires, basically the, the desires that we have. So, like, so for so like for example, uh, uh, so the the desires of the flesh or pleasures are considered as lesser goods according to saint augustine well for the higher goods it's like seeking to be a better person being morally upright are grounds for or are more important because these are considered as the highest goods one scenario differentiating the two would be for lower goods like in cases of uh, on procrastinating this is very common for students so why do we procrastinate because when we have so much time we prefer to chill and relax and that that action right there is you are already entertaining or engaging with your lesser goods rather than be diligent and try to work on it as earlier as you can and then focus on achieving more than what is required so like you already had the time but you decided to do it on the last minute because you tried to do something else and i'm not saying that it's uh it's a very easy thing to do well it's not really even i personally have have struggles uh, trying to manage my time and most of the times when i was still at college and even right now most of the things i do are actually part of procrastination or resulting into procrastination but that's mainly the difference well like procrastinating because you enjoyed your your uh, earthly desires first before actually 
doing what you need to do. So that's why, according to St. Augustine, so our idea of freedom is not really what we believe to be. So we choose to act according to what we perceive as good. For many of us, this is freedom, the ability to act and do according to what we choose to do. But Augustine reminds us that freedom is the capacity to choose what is good and performing good deeds because freedom is fixated on the good things to though to choose the good things and to reject those which are bad so this gets a little tricky right so what does this mean so it means that when we do evil we do not actually exercise our freedom rather we become victims of our own of our own flesh of our own of our own weaknesses as as as, as a human being so, we, we might think that indulging into our, our, our lustful desires or anything that is focusing on the lesser good or even not good in general is like, oh, that's part of my choice. I made that choice and I do not regret it. So, what Augustine would argue that it's not really being free because these choices were actually, uh, uh, how would you call that? misguided because you were following merely your senses and not uh not doing what is actually considered to be free according to saint augustine so remember remember to exercise freedom is to do what is good and if we do otherwise or when we do evil things that means we are not free because we are victims of our own of our own imperfections but it is not an exercise of freedom if i do whatever uh, but is it not an exercise of freedom if i do whatever i want right so again augustine would say that freedom is not equated with doing whatever we can in fact freedom is not unlimited freedom is not a license to do whatever you want because real freedom is exercised only when you choose to do what is good and if we do evil, that means we are not free, but we are actually slaves to evil. So to our own selves, to our own weaknesses, etc. So let's take let's take a look at this example. So you're walking on a public road, or maybe let's say you're you're in the canteen and you you were passing by you were sitting at a table that is recently occupied by somebody else but when you look at the table below you notice near at your feet you found a wallet full of money let's say for example uh, the cash is enough for one semester's tuition so you might think that oh, this money is used for paying this student's uh, fees and then you also see that in the wallet there are identification cards so you are able if you you have the potential to track down that person because both of you stay in the same university so you are now here at a dilemma so you also thought that uh it was also at this time that you needed an upgrade in your in your gadgets let's say for example your laptop so uh my laptop is not performing well it's actually it's actually still part of the last generation of 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 GPUs, so I want to buy a better one and I think the money is enough 
to to buy me a, a, a high-end or mid-range laptop for my studies so you might think in this scenario that you are having a choice well technically it's a dilemma and then you you believe that you have the freedom to return that wallet or to keep the money for yourself so so do you think you are free in choosing in that scenario well of course Augustine would say no because in that scenario you are if you choose to keep the money for yourself and and leave that wallet where you found it so you are actually indulging with your greed or with your personal desires or your selfishness and greed you have become a slave to that particular desire because you fail to see the good action that should be your focus in achieving so you were not free in making that choice but rather you were a slave to your own imperfections you're a slave to the the desires of the flesh so you are greedy you are selfish because you only thought uh, you were only thinking for yourself so according to saint augustine this is not in any way whatsoever freedom so you could have manifested freedom by doing what is actually right and that is returning that wallet to the rightful owner so surrendering it at the student affairs office or the library or whatever place suitable for that particular concern so that is now uh, to buy that our freedom should not make us recognize what is appropriate uh, sorry. so what appropriate material things that we have to use with freedom and thanksgiving and what we have to love as a final goal with that our freedom should make us recognize what appropriate material things that we have have to use with freedom and thanksgiving and what we have to love as a final goal and according to augustine that all material things are of course bound to be used or to be to be to be utilized so these material things should be utilized eventually but we have to be free enough to recognize that the only person for whom we have to be slaves is, is should be God in whom we find ourselves our 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 end goal or our final our final aim in our journey so that is why for Augustine also to, to find God is the purpose of freedom if we use our capacity to choose to go away from God then that is not actually freedom but you are becoming slaves to your earthly desires or slaves to sin or of course slaves to evil that is also why freedom comes with respon a responsibility freedom is a gift it does not come from anywhere it's not it's not it's not it's not something you buy at the supermarket or something you order at grab and it's only something that is given to you by God and every gift that comes and goes with a certain responsibility so and of course God is the source of that freedom and to utilize that freedom it those our choices should be in line to going closer to God or that is what 
Augustine would view in terms of freedom as a responsibility. So that makes God the highest good. So the summum bonum. All other things should not be chosen over God. So all these lesser goods or, or evils should not be the priority of a person, but rather it should be God among all things. That is why if we choose the lesser goods, we indulge in our addictions, we indulge in our our pleasures over God. So we become attached to these things and lose our freedom to them. So that is also the same and in viewing that a person who is addicted to a substance is not free because he is bound to his own desires and his dependency towards that certain drug or to that certain habit. And you might then argue that, well, if that's the case, if God does not want us to be led astray away from him, why does he have to make these certain standards? Why does he have to make us be tempted by our own desires? Why does he have to test us and to to be clear or like directly or yeah, you know what I'm saying? So Augustine tries to answer that question and also tries to formulate it as a solution. So like the problem of of our freedom, so like why should we why should we subject ourselves to these things when God can simply let erase all the lesser goods and focus everything on him and him alone so saint augustine countered this with 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 a solution that god made human beings free and that's the idea of freedom is that is some that is something you can pursue or not pursue otherwise if if god was really on if God was really adamant and trying to make everyone believe in him, regardless of that person's will or freedom, and that is not freedom in itself. So, God made human beings free because he is all good and free actions are better than unfree ones. However, since freedom allows us to sin, we are responsible for bringing evil into this world. So, that is so that, that answers the question that if... If God is all good, why did he create evil? Well, it's not really that according to the uh the the according to theologians and scholars of the Catholic Church, it's not really that God created evil rather than God or simply evil exists as the absence of God. So that means our choices or our freedom is really that that also supports the idea of of St. Augustine's freedom that uh, freedom should be something that should aim for goodness because if it is the opposite it's not freedom anymore but rather being slaves to whatever bad thing that you are constantly doing so and because evil exists not as an uh, not as an entity created by God rather it's the absence of God himself so evil is the absence of God so that therefore if you choose your if you make your choices that are not ideal to freedom or are not ideal to the higher good then basically it's the absence of the higher good that you are moving yourself towards to
towards no two. So, to conclude our discussion, yes, we're at the end of this this discussion already. This is also very short because it's exams week next week. So I will not try to burden you any longer and make it easier for you also so that you can focus on your other subjects. So to conclude, our freedom is also our responsibility. So these are both the foundations of morality. We only become responsible to our actions also when these were done out of our own volition or our own choices and out of our freedom. So St. Augustine reminds us that true freedom is not attained just by doing what we want but rather yes so aiming what is good and what is right so the real exercise of our freedom happens when the goal is to attain what is good and freedom is not by doing evil so doing evil is the absence of that freedom because you are being enslaved by that certain desire or that certain sin so when one chooses to do evil he is no longer in control of himself but rather he surrenders to his own own uh, own weakness and his own evils so that ends our discussion for uh for <laughs> freedom and responsibility so next week i won't be posting any podcast because it's an exam week but rather you will be focusing on your exam so you will be studying so our coverage for the exam will cover all the topics that are included in my podcast and all the materials that I have given you as well. So I hope you understood my discussion on freedom and resp- responsibility of freedom. So if you have any questions, feel free to hit me up on Discord and we will try to discuss those questions that you have in mind. Also, I would be meeting you sometime this week because of how of of certain announcements so if you're listening to this after our meeting then disregard this message so thank you everyone for listening so i hope to see you on the week after next and i hope you have uh the freedom to do what is right in studying for your exam so i hope you choose what is good and of course disregard what is evil so you know what i mean when i'm talking about this in this context so so for my exams i will be i will have to meet you before so i won't be telling it here so let's just end this podcast so thank you everyone for listening and this is your teacher lena farce and i will see you soon goodbye